everyone. Welcome to this week's ASF Weekly Science Podcast. I am honored to have a special guest, Dr. Inge Camp Becker, who is a psychiatrist at the Department of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry at Philips University in Marburg, Germany. In Germany, she leads and coordinates a network called ASDNet. Its aim is developing better diagnostic and therapeutic measures, and it also includes Germany's largest cohort of people with autism, children, adolescents, and adults. So this is a special treat for us. It's also a unique opportunity to have an expert in the field outside the United States consider the diagnosis of autism. As I have probably described, probably ad nauseum before, the American Psychological Association defines autism using something called the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. The most recent version of the autism diagnosis is the DSM-5. But there is an international code for medical conditions called the ICD. I'm going to let Dr. Camp Becker explain the differences. But the new interpretation of an ASD diagnosis using the ICD or the international classification as it's proposed calls into question what actually is an autism diagnosis and what does it mean to have autism? As I've said before, autism means so many different things to so many different people. So how can you possibly conceptualize that into one or even three words? For some people, it means a debilitating impairment, and for others, it's a proud identity. So how do you identify treatments, interventions, and support opportunities for such a vague or broad description of autism? This is the heterogeneity problem, and Dr. Kemp Becker recently reviewed the new ICD definition in an article and as she'll explain, these questions may not be solved by these new codes. Thank you so much, Dr. Camp Becker. It's an honor to have you here today. Thank you, it's an honor to be here. I'm a clinical uh, researcher and I work with children, adolescents and adults with suspicion of uh, autism and uh, for more than 23 years. The focus of my work is on diagnostic and uh, therapeutic aspects, but in particular the differentiation of autism from other mental disorders or behavioral disorders. So the aim of my work is to identify the specific features and pathways at the behavioral and neurobiological level that distinguish autism from other diagnoses. This is because I am I firmly believe that an accurate and uh, reliable diagnosis is a starting point for a deeper understanding of autism in all its aspects. When diagnostic criteria are very vague or overly broad, this can lead to misdiagnosis or overdiagnosis, which can have serious consequences. And I'm really convinced, and in my clinical experience, uh, I think a false positive diagnosis is at least as bad as a false negative diagnosis. But recently, I'm, I am very concerned to see more and more false positive diagnosis. So on the other side, we have learned a lot of 
thinks about the early identification of autism in young children. And I think we have found really good early signs to detect autism in young children, because autism in my point of view is really a developmental disorder associated with fundamental impairments in communication, social interactions and stereotype behavior. So um, I really think that accurate and valid diagnosis are the starting point. Thank you, that's a, that's a great description. Um, so one of the things that my US listeners are used to hearing me talk about is the DSM and the DSM-5 and how in the DSM-4, there were different kind of subtypes. You had autistic disorder and pervasive developmental disorder mm -hmm. and Asperger's. And then DSM-5, they were collapsed into the one definition and some of the consequences of, of, of that collapse into the DSM-5. There's another whole system out there that um, many of the listeners may not know about called the ICD. Mm -hmm. So I know DSM was written by the American Psychological Association, mm -hmm. but not everyone lives in the United States. So can you describe mm -hmm. the ICD codes, how they're used and mm -hmm. what they mean for diagnosis? Mm -hmm. Uh, ICD is the World Health Organization classification system, and it is really more broad than the DSM because the DSM is only for mental disorders, and ICD is for all diseases um, and also for mental disorders. Um, I think the, the key practical difference between DSM and ICD is that DSM um, is made to diagnose and for also for treatment proposes. And ICD codes are used especially for billing of medical and social services for all health conditions. So the most important goal of ICD classification is therefore the reimbursement of cost for therapies, support, assistance, and so on. And so in uh, Germany, the ICD is a very important instrument for the whole health care system. I, I um, correct me if I'm wrong, but in certain research studies as well, when autism is looked at from an international perspective, research studies will also use an ICD code yes. in, in terms of medical records. So yes. um, that may not be the primary purpose, but it is used yes. for that purpose. Yes, that's really right. And there is no doubt that the different um, autism disorders like uh, early uh, um, uh, childhood autism or Asperger syndrome, uh, that we can, uh, uh, that it's, it's really uh, correct that we can differentiate these different autism disorders. So we have the concept of autism spectrum disorder. But in my opinion, often people uh, miss the difference between spectrum and a dimensional diagnosis. Um, in DSM-5, autism is almost a categorical diagnosis. You have to decide, mm -hmm. is it autism or is it not? And we are not sure whether uh, autism is a dimensional disorder, meaning that you can have more or less autism and that you have to have a threshold to say this is autism and this is 
and just an autism-like traits or something like this. So DSM-5 really says you have to decide yes or no. And in your paper, you talk about specifically some concerns about the way the new proposed ICD-11, so that's the version 11, so this isn't something that yeah. is written and then stays the same. It kind of is tweaked and managed over time. So you express some concerns about the vagueness of the ICD. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit, give us some examples or give us some details about those concerns? Yes. Um, I think first the difference is that um, in DSM-5, I said it's a categorical diagnosis, but um, the dimensionality is um, pictured by the uh, degree of severity. And um, DSM-5 uh, um, says that specificity is almost very important. And I think that in ICD-11, autism is more described as a dim dimensional disorder. And uh, uh, there is um, there are a large number of possible features named that may or may not be present. And uh, it, there is no necessary characteristics is specified in ICD-11, nor in the domain of social communication, nor in the domain of repetitive stereotype behavior. So in ICD-11, um, a total of more than 300 combinations of features or symptoms can be present. Um, uh, and a diagnosis of autism can be given if one feature in the domain of communication, social interaction is present and one feature of stereotype behavior. And this makes it really highly unspecific because if you imagine that someone has problems in social interaction and states that this, these have exist nearly in the past and the person has a, for example, a special or highly uh, intensive interest in media, then to ICD-11 you can give the diagnosis. And uh, I think uh, uh, there are a lot of people who have problems in social interaction and are interested in media. So the specificity of this description is really very low. And that's a really um, uh, vague and non-specific description. It is also very interesting that in ICD-11, um, features that are associated with low functioning autism, as for example, uh, flip, flipping objects or preoccupation with unusual objects or excessive smelling of, or touching of objects, echolalia, uh, visual fascination uh, with lights or movement, all these symptoms are not named. Um, and early and predictive and well-established concepts like joint attention, which seems to be a very predictive feature of early autism, are not mentioned. So the focus of ICD-11 is really on higher functioning and older individuals, and not on children and those with cognitive impairment or profound autism. And that's really a problem for me. Um, further, the time criterion 
for the early onset or onset of the disorder uh, of the first symptoms is undermined in ICD-11 because um, uh, it is on on really many text passage, uh, uh, text in many uh, times it is said that the symptoms may only be apparent in retrospect, may be compensated, may be overshadowed, and so on and so on. So uh, this restricts, from my point of view, this, the significance and measurability of the symptoms of autism, which we can really see in children when we observe them. And um, ICD-11 also suggests that autism may be reasonable even in the absence of um, any observable behavior. As uh, uh, or impairment as uh, the concept of compensation is really emphasized um, without any uh, definition or limit limitation for this concept. Concept compensation is really an important concept. There is no doubt that we have to train and to teach compensation. But here compensation is named as an diagnostic uh, criteria that may be present in persons who never have, there was no idea of autism, there was no sign, no observable sign of autism. And the argument is they have compensated. And I'm really very critical with this concept. So in, in contrast to DSM-5 in ICD-11, uh, a large number of possible features and feed the contralation is allowed. And I think this results in, ex in uh, an extremely diverse picture um, at the expense of precision and specificity. You led into my next question, which is, yeah. I think, a potential consequence of this. Um, some people can argue, well, you know, it's okay for everybody to have an autism diagnosis. On the other hand, if you're leading to a misdiagnosis or a misinterpretation, you might possibly be missing things like OCD, anxiety, ADHD, yes. or a combination of those things. So yes. how could the how could a clinician possibly um, misuse or misinterpret the ICD? and give a inaccurate diagnosis. Yeah, um, uh, I think that the clinical usefulness of ICD-11 is really questionable because if you um, imagine a an, an clinician who is not very experienced with autism and have not many experience in differential diagnosis and so on, I think he, uh, this person can't with the uh, uh, description or the conceptualization in ICD-11, this person can't differentiate autism from many other disorders or from autism-like traits, which occur in a lot of mental disorders for example in ADHD or social social anxiety and and so on so without clearly defined criteria the thresholds for a diagnosis a diagnosis of autism is really low and will be fulfilled 
by many individuals. And um, we know from very many studies that there is extremely high overlap between, for example, ADHD and autism. Uh, um, and that one third of individu individuals with ADHD exceed the cutoff in the behavioral observation. Also, they don't have autism, they have ADHD, but they also have problems in social interaction, in conversation, and uh, um, eye contact, and all these uh, uh, things. Also, in OCD, um, uh, people have autism-like traits, uh, because there is also high symptom overlap concerning inflexibility, routines, lack uh, of adaptability to new experiences, and so on. And so I think when, when the criteria are not very clear, you, it's really hard to differentiate these disorders. But this will have highly important consequences for the people because an individual with ADHD needs other support or treatments than an individual with autism. Or if you imagine um, um, a social anxiety, this is really a very different disorder from autism. Some people with autism develop also social anxiety. But if you first diagnose a person with autism and social anxiety, often the focus is on autism, not on social anxiety. But the treatments are really different. They go in really other directions. If you have treat autism, you teach this individual to observe emotions and to make theory of mind. If you have an, an individual with social anxiety and you teach them to more observe emotions, uh, to make more theory of mind, you push the social anxiety if it, it works not well. So the false positive diagnosis can have really extremely negative consequences. And also Another, with medication, right? Because certain yes. medications are used for ADHD, right? And yes. show no no efficacy in, in autism. So yes. you might be on the wrong medication for a long time. Yes, and often I experience... Um, families so don't want medication so they uh, if you have autism you don't need a medication but if this child in uh, really has ADHD it needs a medication so they prefer the diagnosis of autism just to avoid a pharmacological treatment this is also one clinical experience of me so how will changes in this ICD affect both clinical services and research? The worst case is that uh, we have a lot of false positive diagnosis that prevalence rates will further go, uh, uh, will go higher and higher. Uh, and that the differentiation between autism and other diagnosis will get lost. And this would have the consequence that the limited access to special support systems for autism will further uh, 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 get more and more waiting times for, uh, for the individuals. And that means that the individuals that really need this special support will have to wait longer and longer. And that's not a good idea, <laughs> I think.
In the United States, our president, our past president, well, two presidents ago, President Obama started a precision medicine initiative, which is to get the right person, the right help at the right time for the best outcome. How might this affect people getting access to the right services and supports? Mm -hmm. um um, in Germany, the situation is that we have really limited access to uh, special support for autism, and so if um, there um, and the, the the money for the special support is limited too. So my concern is that the people who really need need much support will get lost. The focus is more and more on high functioning autism, on um, uh, positive uh, uh, aspects of autism, like intelligence, uh, special abilities, and so on and so on. And the concept uh, turns from a neurodevelopmental observable disorder to a disorder of uh, diversity to, uh, um, but also to identity. And the focus is more and more on this high functioning adult community, which has a really strong voice. And my concern is that the children, the people with profound or prototypical autism, as we say, get really lost. What is the status? Has the ICD-11, has it been approved? Is it in practice now? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. No, it isn't. It is just um, uh, there is an online version of it, and in uh, especially in Germany, it is not translated into German. It is not uh, not uh, functioning uh, at this time. Uh, this will take a, a couple of years before ICD-11 will be. Uh, the the our codes for reimbursement, but it will come. That's that's sure. But uh, for uh, to my uh, uh, knowledge, there is no country where ICD-11 is also in practice. What are things that you would change about the ICD-11, or is there anything, a something obvious that you would change about the ICD-11 that might improve it? Uh, the, the ICD-11 is now the ICD-11. I don't think that I can change it, but um, uh, I think it is really, uh, it has to be discussed, uh, the conceptualization that stands behind ICD-11. And uh, as I explained, um, ICD-11 focuses on high-functioning autism, on adults, on light, late-diagnosed uh, um, autism people and it is not the focus on children and on observable uh, uh, features of autism and I think this is a direction of uh, um, this is a on a concept of autism that we have to discuss because I think autism is an observable neurodevelopmental disorder and not something like a personality disorder. It is a neurodevelopmental disorder that starts in early childhood. And um, I think we really have to 
to make it more clear what differs autism from other mental disorders. We knew that autism is not associated with so much with stigma as other diagnoses, which is really good. But that means that we have a problem with other diagnoses because we have a contrast problem. And I think uh, uh, um, the other diagnoses, um, um, I wish they, uh, there is uh, less stigma for all mental disorders uh, and not only for autism. While autism is not stigmatized as much, things like schizophrenia are stigmatized. Yeah. And you can see that in at least the United States, the media, um, yeah. any crime show you watch, yeah, if the person <laughs> has a mental illness, it's schizophrenia. So, yeah. or they, it, that if they have schizophrenia, they are violent. So of course yeah. there's stigma attached to it. So yeah. um, we also need to reduce the stigma um, because people aren't getting the help that they actually need uh, yeah. for schizophrenia. But in autism, you have the opposite things. Autism is associated with positive uh, features mm -hmm. like intelligence, honesty, uh, special abilities, and, and so on. And this is also a, a stereotype. And uh, um, the individuals with autism that I uh, um, uh, know uh, uh, are not the stereotype. They are individuals with mm -hmm. very personal attributes and they are different. And I think it's really important not to, to uh, overshadow this, this picture of autism that is made in the media of all individuals. That is not a good thing. But the effect is that we really have a community who identifies themselves with this uh, presentation of autism. And uh, autism is then uh, a diagnosis that is relieving and that is identity creating. And the people feel that they're now part of a really uh, uh, well-recognized community. I really understand this, but I think this is not really helpful. Should we, and again, I know this wasn't one of the questions, but should we think about splitting out the diagnoses in some way rather than having it be all one big umbrella with mm -hmm. different dimensions? I mean, maybe we should be thinking back to different subcategories for better precision. I think we have to, to identify subtypes. That's really important because now the spectrum is there is so much heterogeneity that you can't replicate studies because the samples are very, very different. And that's really a problem for research. Um, uh, and I think we have to identify subtypes because we also know that uh, in treatment aspects, not all individuals respond to one treatment. The response rate is really very different. And we have to learn what individual needs what treatment. And I think also since the heterogeneity concerns the comorbidities and we have a lot of comorbidities and they make other pictures of autism. It's a difference if you have a child with autism and intellectual disability 
or a child with autism and uh, um, uh, uh, an average IQ, but ADHD as a comorbidity or uh, um, uh, conduct problems uh, in, in co as a com comorbidity and so on. So it is not just one thing to say he is autistic. You don't know anything about this person if you say he is an autist. You don't know anything because it's it could be really, really many aspects. So I don't prefer this um, 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 name autist or and so on to speak in the in in this way about autism because in my view these are all individuals that have a diagnosis and often a lot of more <laughs> than one diagnosis. So. This, this name doesn't say a lot. I think what concerns me is when I hear people talk, people with autism or autistic people are this way or they're that yes. way, or yes. they have, they all have certain capabilities or they don't have these capabilities. And you're yes. talking about this broad, you're, you're, you're making these over generalizations. And it yes. sounds like the ICD is the ICD-11 isn't going to help with that because yes, it, it exactly. is kind of making yeah. these overgeneralizations. Yeah. Yes. If you, uh, you could say with ICD-11, every person with mental, with a mental disorder can have the diagnosis of autism because everyone's on the spectrum anywhere. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Everyone has, um, uh, or um, um, uh, most of the people with mental disorders have social problems. They have uh, some routines or something like this. So suck, they have the diagnosis. And I think that is not helpful. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Anything that we didn't touch on? Anything that you, um, that, that I missed in my questions? Yes. I think I, we really need um, clearly defined, more objective uh, criteria. And we, uh, I think autism is a neurodevelopmental disorder that we really can observe and that we, uh, we, we have neurobiological um, features that are really specific for autism. And um, I um, uh, think that we have to detect this, these objective criteria uh, for behavioral observation, for neurobiological studies and so on. But um, I think we um, there is a lot of research to do to make this, it's really clear what are the specific features for autism that different or differentiate autism from other diagnoses. And I hope that we, our research group can make the next step to this. <laughs> well, I hope that we can work together because our yes. goal is to make sure that each person with autism lives the best life they possibly can without yes. any sort of prescribed, you know, everyone with autism has to do it this way or this way, yeah. um, understanding yeah. the full spectrum. So yeah, thank you for joining us. And um, I will put a link to the paper in the podcast summary. Yes, thank you. Thank you.